Hi, and welcome back. I'm Simi Lerner. This is the Judaism From Within podcast. The podcast where we develop the ideas and the perspectives of Rav Shamshin Rafal Hirsch. To continue our journey, we discussed last week Kalayim, which was the mixing of threads of seeds of milk and meat. And now we're moving on to another one, still nested within the framework of the Chukim, but Rav Hirsch's approach, his rationale, his reasoning, his foundation that he gives us to appreciating the commandments on a level that can be understood by our minds, that can be incorporated into our emotional experience in the world. That's his role, his goal, in this journey of Chorev. And now we're going to be delving into Shleach HaKen, which is the sending away of the mother bird. Now this really is the uh, perfect example of a chayk, because not only are there multiple different perspectives in how to interpret this law, it, I mean, they go from one extreme that the goal is to enact mercy, to the other extreme where almost cruelty is what is being pursued. Just to give you a framework, the mitzvah that we are dealing with is that when you are going along the way and you come across a a nest and there's eggs and you want the eggs, you should first send away the mother before you take the eggs. So that's the commandment. And without going into the mystical, the philosophical interpretations of this commandment, we're going to be working with the Rav Hirsch's symbolic expression of this commandment and how it is grounded in our experience. So, what do we do when we first approach a commandment that, on the face of things, has no reason behind it? Or if Hirsch asks us to look at context. Now, this is always going to be an important key when you're approaching any commandment in the Torah. We did it when it came to Kalayim, the mixing of species, because in its own, it doesn't really make any sense, meaning it's like a, a blip. It's like static. It's like you're trying to bring together one pixel in a video game without taking into account the rest of the image. It, there's a tapestry, not just one single thread. What is the context in which this commandment comes up? So when it comes to Shleach HaKen, the context is once again very important. So the context of this commandment is in Devarim, where it discusses different aspects of social life, but there are three commandments that precede the sending away of the mother bird. And just to be clear, the commandment isn't that you have to send the mother away or you have to take the eggs. You just have to put yourself into a position where you could. You take hold of the mother, have the ability to either take the eggs, which would be, uh, you know, a sin, which would be transgressing the, the law, or send the mother away. But you don't have to. You don't actually have to send the mother away. You have to be in a position where you could. And what precedes this commandment are three unique commandments that Rav Hirsch sees as laying the foundational stone to the progress and the expression of a truly humane and Jewish society. The first commandment is returning lost articles, responsibility in your own person. The second is where you see someone struggling, you should extend yourself and go and help them. So you can see the ex- the, the, uh, the, the, the expansive circles from the self to your neighbor, but all under the key of responsibility. Now, projecting into community, we have the third commandment on not wearing the clothes of the opposite gender. Specifically, it begins with a man should not take the role or the clothes of a woman. And Rav Hirsch sees this as a, a, a warning against taking the role of the opposite gender, thereby 
each gender, from the tyrant's point of view, has a responsibility, and that shouldn't be given over or hijacked. Now, obviously, this is going to be a touchy issue for certain, I suppose, people of uh, different political leanings, be it on the left or the right. But from the Jewish standpoint, or a Jewish standpoint, let's make it perhaps a little broader, Judaism looks at the individuals as having responsibilities, and it looks at genders as having specific roles. Now, I'm not going to be so arrogant as to really lay down the exact role of a man or the exact role of a woman. That's obviously not what I'm going to do. But from Rav Hirsch's standpoint, his articulation of the role of the man and the woman within a Jewish framework is, I think, quite grounded. So how does he play it out? And this is going to be key in us appreciating Shleach Aken, because you had the responsibility for the individual, responsibility extending to your friend who's struggling, and then lastly, the responsibility for your role in society. Now, a man has a role and a woman has a role. Now, Rav Hirsch, through understanding of Nach, understanding of the Talmud, understanding of the etymology of Zachar Nekeva. He looks at the man as being the one who is projecting into the world and the woman who is developing and nurturing the environment where all that is good blossoms forth from, specifically the home. That's from Rav Hirsch's understanding of Judaism, from its point of view, how it looks at the role of the man and the woman. Now, it's interesting as a side point. It's important to appreciate this because it's not that one is more spiritual than the other. We have both have roles. If the man's role on a spiritual level is to project outwards and the woman's role is to nurture the within, if you look at which one is going to be perhaps more important, that question doesn't really make sense. It only makes sense in a cultural expression where you look at the external as being more valuable. To ground this in, uh, in an example, a shul. Men have more of a role to play in the shul. That is the, exp- the the spiritual outward expression, if you will. Obviously, I'm using very broad and very uh, abstract language, but it keeps it without having us to be bogged down in details. Clearly, a man plays more of a central role in shul. But if you look at the shul as being the key religious expression for a Jew, then clearly there's a real sexist issue when it comes to Judaism. But if you look at the home as being the focal point, that from which all else blossoms forth, the humanity, the morality, the Um, ability to stay on the correct path comes from the home, then you see a balancing act here. The home isn't a nebuch, you have to live in the, you have to be in charge of the home. If Judaism's spiritual growth comes from the home, and that is a focal point, then the imbalances on either side do, to an extent, get narrowed out. They they get leveled out. To give an expression of this, a shul, there was a famous quote from Rav Hirsch that was going around during the pandemic, that if I could close the shuls for a hundred years, I would. Now, what did Rav Hirsch mean by that? People were posting it around because there was a, the shuls were closing, so it was, people thought it was a clever thing to post out. Rav Hirsch's point was very specific. People had become too obsessed with the shul. A shul comes from the word shula, which means a school, which means that is where a man develops himself to live out the spiritual outgrowthing or, or the spiritual blossoming that is his role in the family unit. He learns to do that. He practices it. But that isn't the focal point of the Jew. If you look at that as being the focal point, Rav Hirsch said, I would close the shuls. Everything begins from the home and blossoms from the home. And in that partnership relationship between the man and the woman, you get a true, what they would call, an Eze Kenegdo. Hashem is, the language we use in regard to Hashem mimics that. But putting that to one side, so you have the man and the woman having their roles and responsibility, but clearly, without the woman, none of this takes place. 
and it's important to appreciate that. This isn't saying one is more important the other than the other, but without the woman, without the female expression being alive within Judaism, you really have nothing. In the way Rav Hirsch expresses this, the moral value of a society is how they treat their mothers, how they treat the one who is responsible for bringing about the next generation. And Rav Hirsch says, this is why Shliach HaKen comes now. Because what do you do when it comes to sending away the mother bird? What are you doing? You are going and demonstrating dramatically, symbolically, that you could take the eggs. You could desecrate the mother's role in front of her. But you must not do that. And even if you don't want the eggs, you put yourself in a position where you could. I could take the eggs in front of the mother. I could take the mother. But you don't. In a negative expression, not negative as in bad, but from the withholding of living out this power that you have, you demonstrate that even in the animal kingdom, you are appreciating this value, the value of motherhood being absolutely central to your worldview. And Rav Hirsch points out that the commandment ends with a promise of a long life, similar when it comes to honoring your father and mother, and it makes a lot of sense. A society what values the mothers, that values respect for the parents, is a society that survives and a society that flourishes. So to recap this point, Shleach HaKen, an interesting commandment, without going through the nitty-gritty details, you are in a position to take away the mother and you withhold from that. You don't take the mother, you don't take the eggs in front of the mother. You either send the mother away and you take the eggs, or you just don't take anybody, but you put yourself into a position where you could. And thereby, by demonstrating that you will not, you demonstrate to yourself dramatically and impactfully your care and your appreciation of motherhood within the Jewish framework. And we track that back, the commandment that precedes it of respecting the gender roles within Judaism. And before that, the responsibility to your fellow. And before that, the responsibility of, as an individual within society. So, you have the three psukim before, all expressing responsibility. And almost the crescendo of this responsibility is the appreciation of one of the roles specifically within this framework. Because without that role, nothing comes forth. And at this point, it's perhaps worth mentioning that Judaism from within being the name of the podcast is key in this respect because Rav Hirsch developed a Jewish perspective not in opposition to a going cultural trend at the time. He believed he was giving an authentic Jewish perspective from within Judaism, meaning from within the values, the goals, and the intentions, the directions that Judaism is trying to achieve and how Judaism itself, through its commandments, structures the people to achieve those goals. And the reason I'm saying this is because a person can easily say, well, in the modern world, the progressive perspective, we don't believe in gender roles. And my idea or my uh, response wouldn't be to argue from a secular perspective why gender roles are important or there's an inherent value to gender roles. My point would be that within the system of Judaism, a perspective that Rav Hirsch is developing is that if you appreciate Judaism from its point of view, it is giving an equal, egalitarian, open, but at the same time structured way of approaching the world to achieve specific goals. Now, obviously, you would have to ask, what is the, um, what is the goal that Judaism is trying to achieve that this is an aid of? This process that is Judaism has an end in mind, and that's, you would have to look at 
the Rav's 19 letters to really appreciate. But when he says that this is the direction of a male and this is the direction of a female, it's in the context of articulating what Judaism is trying to achieve. So from an external cultural standpoint to say, yeah, well, this doesn't apply, well, it's a bit of a silly response because the response Rav Hirsch would give is, that's very nice, but I'm not attempting to achieve your goals. I think Judaism has its own set of values that if you look at the world from its perspective, you would appreciate. So, the importance of uh, gender roles in a Jewish framework makes sense only if you appreciate what Judaism is trying to achieve. And on that note, have a wonderful week and thank you for your time.